Proctor threw off Fitzpatrick. Thrown high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins each and every day. How is it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we're going to hear from one of the most explosive members of the Miami Dolphins, both on the field and in his personality, as we sit down with Jakeem Grant as he details his offseason, the fastest 40 time he ever ran, and the story of the high five between he and Albert Wilson. All of that and more on this Wednesday, July the 1st edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And my next guest needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. Give it up for Dolphins wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. And riding shotgun with me now here on the Drive Time Podcast is Dolphins wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. Jakeem, good to see you again, man. Welcome in. Ah, No problem, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jakeem, the dream, uh, we know you for your foot speed. I gotta, this isn't in my show notes here, but I gotta bring it up because your background is, uh, uh, help me out with what type of car that is, but I assume a very fast car that probably matches your foot speed on the football field. Uh, yes, indeed. It's a, it's a 2016 Mustang GT, uh, California edition. Um, I did some modifications to it. So it has, uh, around 750, uh, horsepower to the wheel. And so, I mean, I like to go fast, man. I like living fast. That's, that's, that's me. That's my way of life, man. Living life in the fast lane. That was my joke I was going to use. The old Ricky Bobby uh, quote. You took it right out of my mouth there. It's perfect. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I know you've been working. I know you've been working your ass off and just watching those videos on Twitter of you basically simultaneously tearing both my ACLs from watching those videos. But what else have you been up to, man? How's the offseason going? Man, also is going great, man. Just um, spending time with family and also getting a lot of Call of Duty time, man, man. Getting a lot of COD in. Um, really upset right now that they took off Plunder. But, um, hey, man, I've just been getting into multiplayer. Um, I'm actually supposed to do something with, uh, um, I forgot who it is, but I think Barstool or something like that uh, about Call of Duty and just playing it. And they just watch me play the game and stuff like that and just – ask questions while I'm playing the game, but man, this has been family and a bunch of Call of Duty time besides grinding, you know, so um, I can't get enough of Call of Duty right now. I'm, I'm loving it. You, now, Call of Duty, last time we talked, I want to say you said you were playing a lot of 2K, right? Yeah. Are you still doing that? Um, uh, Here and there, Call of Duty has definitely took over. Um, it's just because I get more games and it just I get more kills and stuff like that, and so. Um, but yeah, it definitely took over because it's just multiple game modes that I can play, and instead of just playing two K and then you no, know, I play two K and then I don't have five people on, and then I can't run five on five yeah. and stuff like that. And certain people don't, you know, but I can get on Call of Duty and just play by myself and just and go crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little better staying power. I was gonna ask you because I'm more of an old school game guy myself. Are you? Do you mess around with N64 or go back that far at all? Um, I used to only with Mario Kart. That's it. And <laughs> like to go fast. Uh, I, yeah, I go. I go back. Um, and my son actually loves it. Um, man, he, Dad, Mario Kart 64. You want to play? And they always like. I always say, you can't beat me, you can't beat me. And so I, I kill him. 
I show no mercy <laughs> to my son at all. I kill him. I kill him. And so, uh, but man, it's it's fun. Uh, I definitely do revert back to to the old school games and just things that I grew up on and just uh, just play it with my son. It, it all, it's, it's always fun to just get that quality time in with, with my son and just talk trash to him for a little bit. Yeah, because a lot of you guys talk about playing Call of Duty and 2K, and I was going to mention, I was I have an N64 that has uh, my favorite game's NBA hang time, and I figured there might be a little bit of a crossover Uh-oh. there. The old two-on-two where you can jump all the way over the backboard and you know exactly. do like alley-oop dunks <laughs> and stuff. I have a buddy, and we, we got so good at that game, we figured out how to like kind of cheat the system where you pull up for a jump shot, and then the de- defense collapses on that guy, then you can alley-oop, then you get team fire, and it's game over from there, so... You know, you find these tricks of the trade in the N64 Uh-oh. game, but I don't think they have that in modern day video games. So uh, nah. I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, the nostalgia factor with those. But um, I talked about y- your workout videos you've been posting on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And man, they're fun to watch. And the fans certainly get excited about it. I'm curious to ask you, what's your off season regiment like as far as, you know, I, I know you spend time with the family and you got your downtime. But as far as work, what is your regiment looking like in the off season? Um, I basically work, uh, get up, do my lifting and all my conditioning, um, early in the morning. And then I get out there and I go run routes and just, just always every day I'm doing something that that's working on the top of the route or, or my footwork and and things like that, because I'm going to continue to push that message. Like I'm a receiver, man. And I'm coming out and I'm showing everybody that I'm a receiver. Like there's no, there's no doubt about it. I'm going to continue to show people in videos and let that carry over to this season. I'm just going to continue to do that. And like, man, I, I just, last year, me personally left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and so I've been attacking this off season, like with my blinders on tunnel vision and just, and just like basically just pissed off for like greatness. Like I'm, I'm going to chase it down and I'm, I'm not holding back. And so, um, I'm working out twice a day. Like the first time, the first, like I said, first time thing in the morning, I'm getting up, I'm working out, make sure everything is, you know, uh, all my muscles are strong and everything like that. And then I'm going out there and I'm working on my footwork and my hands and, and things like that. And then after that, I, I go and get my body worked on so that I can be healthy and, and going into the training camp. And so uh, just to be at the, the best shape of, form that I can be when we're going in the training camp. So, man, like I said, my hair is on fire right now. We can tell. It's it's fun to watch. It's fun to track. And it's something that I think gets us through this downtime when we don't have any football to watch. Now, I had a bunch of fans ask this. This isn't the fan question I want to pose to you, but I was going to ask you anyway. You and Albert Wilson had one of the funnest moments in recent Dolphins memories, the high five. And in fact, I'm pretty yep. sure I saw you snapped a photo with a fan on our Dolphins Facebook group or something where you were wearing the shirt of the high five. Did you have that made? Um, I think the, I think somebody with um, the NFL, NFLPA had it made okay. and... Um, I, I, wore, I, wore, I was wearing it that day and, um, a fan asked to take a picture, um, uh, with it. And I had a couple fans like, let's take a picture doing a high five and stuff like that. And I mean, that was, that was like, um, probably like, uh, one of the moments that we remembered it for forever, you know, um, my boy Albert, it wasn't intentional, um. My out, my boy Albert broke a big one, and I was just trying to make sure the safety don't make uh, make the tackle on the backside. 
And he raised up his hand. And I was like, hell, well, what the hell? I got you. <laughs> I five. I can't leave my boy hanging in, in like on national TV in front of millions, like millions of fans. So, you know, gave him a high five. And then I didn't think it was going to take off like that. But it was just like, I could, like, it just, it just blew up. So, I mean, we got, after that happened, we had more stuff in the making of doing a lot of things. But God forbid we both, like, we both got hurt that season. And, man, we had a lot of things that was coming in. Like, uh, I'm talking about a bunch of things that you'll see this season that that everybody will probably be like, man, I'm going to do that whenever I score. So. Some 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 touchdown celebrations you got in the makings? Oh, yeah. Touchdown. Before we get to the touchdown. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was going to say, because I was actually still in school at the time, and I was in a, a class where I had to do a lot of Photoshop work, and one of the assignments was to make a magazine cover, and it was after you guys had just beaten the Raiders to go to 3-0, and and I can't remember my caption. I remember it was really good, but I can't remember what it was, and it was you guys slapping high five, and it was like, Dolphins stay unbeaten, and I was so proud of that piece of work. It took me forever, so... Thank you for letting me do that. And I wanted to tell you, you know what it reminded me of was Tecmo Bowl, going back to old school video games, when you could use Bo Jackson and just run out the entire quarter by running around the field because nobody could catch yep. him. And that's what exactly. both you guys reminded me of. Because, Like, where did you come from? Like, you made, like to go back to a you know an Adam Sandler quote, you made fast people look not fast in that play because you ran down there past everybody. Like, how did you catch up to him? Because I feel like he was so far away from you. Um, like I said, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was intentional. It was more of like, man, just playing for, playing for the people that, you know, I truly respect and my brothers. And I didn't want to, want to be the one that like, dang, he, he didn't get that touchdown because I didn't block the safety. And so I just had, I was just, you know, hauling ass on the backside, trying to make sure this, the cutoff, this, the uh, safety. And he already had ran past him. So I was like, oh, well, I might as well run by him. You know, might as well run beside him. And whatever, um, and so like the, I think the funniest thing, the funniest uh, caption that somebody posted was like, "Whenever we um, high five, and they were just like um, off the step brothers." They was like, "Did we just become best friends?" <laughs> yep. And that was probably the funniest. <laughs> that was probably the funniest uh, post I ever seen. So, uh, but man, it was it was it was all just a, a effort play for me, and I was just going down to make sure nobody tackle my boy and and I knew I knew that he had to speak to outrun him but I just wanted to make sure so we got Jakeem Grant here on the Drive Time Podcast talking about the Albert Wilson high five story. And Jakeem, we've had a bunch of kind of inside jokes here about different movies and your, your Mustang there in the background. We know that speed is kind of your calling card in the NFL. You can flat burn it. I'm curious, what is your favorite nickname that you've heard people call you? Because I've heard Mighty Mouse, for instance. I've heard Kevin Hart, for instance. I was curious, which one yep. is your favorite? And have you ever met Kevin Hart? Have not met Kevin Hart. Um, I always wanted to. Um, growing up, he was like an idol of mine. Um, so I always wanted to meet him. Um, I would say definitely, I would say definitely um, Mighty Mouse because um, I, I grew up watching that cartoon. And then I started thinking, I was like, for one, I was, at first I was like, I kind of didn't want the name Mighty Mouse, but I was just like, Come on, man! I am Jakeem the Dream Grant. Like that, I was like, no, nobody's is is it's changing my name. But I was cool with being Mighty Mouse because I also grew up off that uh, cartoon, and you know, Mighty Mouse can fast, strong, and all of these abilities that I have. So I was like, the Dolphins gave me that nickname. 
they drafted me. Man, what the hell? Let's do it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I love it. I love it. So, um, and then I seen them putting my face on uh, the Mighty Mouse um, body. I was like, man, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm a rock with it. I'm a rock with it. And I, let's do it. Like, the household name. I'll be Mighty Mouse. Let's do it. Like, so um, I definitely enjoy that nickname. I lo- I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So when everybody, when fans come up to me like, hey, Mighty Mouse, and then some fans be like, the dream, Mighty Mouse. Hey, I'm whatever you want to call me. Mighty Mouse is the dream. I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm taking it. I might have to change my my um, my my IG and my Twitter name to, you know, Mighty Mouse slash the dream or well, something. Well, that's that's the beauty of, of Twitter and social media and today's current, you know, landscape as far as what's out there is you got fans that could make you up a, a quick mock-up in a second and you could rock that profile picture man it could be you on the mighty mouse body it could be you doing a kevin hart joke it could be whatever you want because we have that technology yeah. these days and one of my favorite parts about modern days is i got a chance last year to cover training camp for the dolphins for the first time working for another publication i'm really excited to ask you this story jakeem i've been wanting to know the answer to this since last training camp. So I kind of pride myself on my ability to keep track of a 90-man practice, which is difficult to do. And I always appreciate what you do because I don't really have to pay attention to the one-on-ones because I know that when the crowd gets one of those oohs, I know Jakeem Mm -hmm. probably just shook somebody at the line of scrimmage. And it happens over and over again last year. I kept tweeting about it. Jakeem just shook somebody else once again, and instantly the crowd takes care of that evaluation for me. So I'm curious, my question for you is, you practice 100 miles an hour, and I really admire you for that. Has that always been a thing for you? Um, yes. Um, I always, especially one-on-ones, I always go out there and, and I always let the coaches know, like, every one-on-one I get, I'm winning it no matter what. And I tell them, like, Man, there's nobody that that's gonna be able to cover me. None. I was like, there's no, and I try not to do. I try not to do like vertical go routes or stuff like that because I tell them like that's too easy. There's no way they can run with me unless they're playing twenty yards off, and I have to run them down. So, but man, um, going hundred miles an hour is just. I always like practice like that because I want them to know that this is real live game speed and. If we were in the game, I will. I'm telling you, I'm cooking you every every single time. And so, but my thing is, is is just to give everybody that that sense of like, man, if you can keep playing like this and he keep running like this, like that, I don't know anybody that can stop him, man. And that's the thing. And I want I want to give people. I want everybody to know that like, I'm. I'm not playing no games. And especially when the game and the game time comes, like the speed just amplifies because I'm my 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 agenda is pumping, you know, the crowd is into it, like everything is going on. So like I'm all into it. Like I I don't know what it is, but man, it's like uh I have to let people know that like I'm the fastest one on the field. So that's why I'm always going hundred miles an hour. And and I, I just got to continue to play like that because I was always told, like, I'm too small to do this. I'm too small to do that. And I always told them, I was like, hey, I might be too small, but you can't hit what you can't catch. So and that's that's always been that's always been my my message. Like, you can't hit what you can't catch. So if you can't catch me, you can't touch me. Then I can't. There's no way that I can be too small to do anything. 
it's fun, so much fun to watch. And for someone that just, you know, tries to get as much football into my brain as I possibly can, it's, I can't wait for training camp. I can't imagine how much you're anticipating that with the work you've put in this off season. Let's go back to a little bit more lighthearted here. I'm curious to ask you because you guys have that 10, 15 minute stretching session where you kind of loosen up and you jog 10, 15 yards, get some stretches in. And it always turned into a dance battle, it felt like, with you and Bert and, and Devontae and some of those guys, Kenny Stills last year, getting involved in the dance line. Who's the best dancer on the team? And it's hard. I know Bobby, a good dancer. Um, out of receivers, it's definitely me. <laughs> of course. Out of receivers, yeah, I'm de- it's definitely me. I don't know who the newcomers is. Uh, if the newcomers got any dance moves, but I know Bobby got some dance moves. Um I know uh, Fitz would get out there and dance. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just trying to go down the line of position groups. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen the O lineman dance. <laughs> um, I know the D lineman would dance. I'm pretty sure Gotcha would dance. Uh, Jerome, he would dance too as well. Uh, Sam Guavin, he would dance as well. Um, there, there, you got some good dancers there, but man, the ultimate dance battle. I think I could take. I think I could take. Now you've you've seen the, you've seen Christian Wilkins' uh, national championship celebration, right? Yeah, I think yeah he could dance too, but I think I could take him too. <laughs> yeah, I think I got I think I got Christian. He's got some flexibility yeah. for a big man, but I think you might have definitely got some <laughs> more flexible than I am. Much 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 flexible than I am. I couldn't even do that if I prayed for it. <laughs> I just watched the episode of The Office the other night where Andy Bernard goes down for the splits and, and he uh, he has an accident on himself trying to do that. That's probably what would happen to me if I attempted yeah. that move. I'm right there with you. I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's not not going to work out for us, but maybe yeah. maybe it's the, whole, it's the whole dad thing. We're a little bit tied up with chasing kids around. But um, one, one of the obstacles with training camp in Miami, Jakeem, I'm asking you this as a person coming down to Miami for the first time to live there, is the heat. And for someone that is new to the area, what is one piece of advice? What's the one thing that a new Miamian has to know when taking their quote unquote talents to South Beach, as it were? Um, I would I would tell you straight up, get down here as quick as you can. Much before a training camp, I would say two, two, three weeks before a training camp, because there's no adapting to this heat. Nowhere you're at. I, I live in Texas. And we have humidity too, and I'm and I'm like, there's still nothing like coming down here and actually playing and having those shoulder pads and helmets on and being in that heat. You cannot, there's nothing you can do with this heat. You have to be able to come down here and train in it because, you know, you have your muscles get tired faster. Um, if you're not drinking enough water, you can get you know pull a muscle. And, and things of that nature, you have to come down here and train. You cannot just be like, oh, I live here and it's also hot up here. It could be dry heat. But once you get down here, that humidity, it, it, I'm talking about, I literally walked outside and took out trash and was in a pool of sweat. <laughs> like, there's, I, and I've been here, I've been here uh, going on five years. So I'm still, every year, I'm still adapting to the heat. I'm still getting adapted to the heat because. Man, it, it's 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 South Florida, man. I'm telling you, it is it is scorching. Like I'm telling you, for all the rookies that's coming down, I advise you to come down now or in the next week and get the training and and just get acclimated to this heat. Because if you don't, and on that first conditioning test, you will find out. <laughs> you will find out that this 
this heat plays it, it shows no mercy doesn't care who you are doesn't care if you're a uh, first rounder to all the way to undrafted it doesn't care it would chew you up and spit you out i don't care i've i've seen plenty of guys throw up in the middle of the game whenever we played against um Whenever we played against Pittsburgh, yeah, um, yeah. I'd say probably what, what was it, twenty eighteen? Right? right, throwing up in the end zone, and my boy, <laughs> and my boy, uh, Damian uh, Williams scored a touchdown, and he almost crawled right through it. And I'm like, yo, that's I'm telling you, it's this is a different this Miami, South Florida. I'm just saying, South Florida is a different breed when it comes to weather. And that helps the hopefully the September schedule when you have those home games in that hot box in South Florida. Last year when I was leaving for training camp, man, I'm so glad we practiced so early in the morning because I would leave my hotel, put my sunglasses on, and they would instantly fog over from that humidity. It's like you said, you cannot match it. It's it's unlike anywhere else in America. So great advice there for the youngins. Get down there early. Get yourself used to the conditioning, to the heat. Jakeem, we have one more here for you. This is a fan submission, and it goes back to your speed. I almost didn't pick this question because I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Let's just go with his <laughs> at. It's at Bjorn121 on Twitter. He wants to know, and I think we all do. And be honest with us. You can tell us handheld time or whatever it might have been. What's the fastest 40 you've ever clocked? Um, A 4-1. That's um, wild. At Pro Day. And everybody asks, like, um, everybody asks, like, man, that's not true. That's not I'm telling you right now, you go on, if you go, if you Google 40 yard dash and go to whatever Wikipedia, whatever you want to go to and, and click on records, it will say Bo Jackson, then it will say Jakeem Grant, and then underneath it, it keeps saying everybody else and stuff like that. You think I'm lying, you can do it yourself. I'm telling you, um, that's the fastest uh, 40 I ever clocked. And to be honest, like I told people, man, I'm healthy now. If I if you give me a couple like if you give me what I had probably like a month or three weeks up to it to train for the forty I'll run it again and, and just to break people clock and, and show them that man I, I I'm not I'm telling you like four three no sir. Uh, the 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 touchdown you scored in Kansas City on the screen pass I think that was the one where I was like okay this he's legit he can flat move like there's there's no doubt that he's faster than everybody else in the football field and there's been plenty of other examples as well but that one definitely running away from those corners like you mentioned Jakeem we appreciate your time man keep showing us those videos best of luck this year and uh, and stay healthy man all right thank you man I appreciate you. Well, I am certainly hoping that Jakeem Grant becomes a regular guest on the Drive Time Podcast because how great of an interview is that guy? So fun, so easygoing, so full of life. And he helps me so much because he gives me in-depth, thoughtful answers and not just about himself, but also about the team and his teammates and the guys in that receiver's room. So Jakeem Grant, very fun interview, very exciting player. Cannot wa- cannot wait, rather, to get a chance to watch him play football this year and his training camp work. Those one-on-one routes he runs are so much fun to watch. He always finds a way to put on a show for the fans there in Davie. All right. Let's go ahead and put a wrap on this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tuned In, wherever you get your podcasts from. Go ahead and tell a friend for us. Help us out. Get the word out. The best way you can promote and really advertise the podcast is that word of mouth. So we rely on you, the fans, to go ahead and do that. Help us out this summer, and we'll get some more downloads, some more audience, some more listens. 
as we head into the fun part of the calendar for a podcaster, for a football podcaster rather, and talking about actual games and breaking down all the fun stuff during the actual season itself. So subscribe, rate, and review. Those also help the podcast big time. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Wingfield NFL. You can follow the team at Miami Dolphins and also check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast and spread the word on both of those as well. And last but not least, check out the article, the story about Jakeem up on MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.